0: Thank you for listening to Captivated Minds. I'm Stan. I'm Jake. And we are going to do a a new series called Movie Mayhem. Movie Mayhem. And the reason why we're doing this is Jake and I love movies. You love movies. I love movies. Um I love movies that are older than I am. Me too. I love that I love bad movies. I love the cult classics. Cult classics. I mean we just we love movies the um, kind that you used to rent on a VHS tape right i mean god that makes me feel it old. does doesn't it Yeah, I'm old. God damn it. um so the movie we picked um is uh big trouble and little china so on this first episode we're going to talk about the uh, classic 1986 movie big trouble and little china this week uh, this week we picked a uh, movie we both love uh, we encourage listeners to watch the movie after or before this, if you get the chance, and hear our kind of take on this beloved movie. Um, we'll give you some facts about it and go from there. What What I'll probably do is um, before, uh, before we release the episode, I'll probably post that what movie we watched. So yeah. if you guys want to join in and watch the movie before the episode, or God, maybe I'll put it like a week before. That way, if anyone wanted to watch it, yeah, that's like, a great idea. Maybe send their comments on the movie or whatever. We could talk about it on the next sort uh, of episode, right? Yeah, on the yeah. next one, um, we're we're kind of like doing a little bit of a theme, um, wise, because we're gonna start with uh, one of our favorites, uh, John Carpenter. Yeah, um, we're gonna do a Carpenter kick for the next kind of four movies or so, right? And then we'll go for the next next kick from there. Go from there see how it turns out. Yeah. So here's some other movies from uh, 1986. Top Gun. Little Shop of Horrors. Short Circuit. Aliens. Three Amigos. The Fly. The Golden Child. Maximum Overdrive. And The Hitcher. Are you serious? All those movies came out in Nine, '86. All of them came those out? Those are... Those all are great movies. That's right. That's all a big old heap of movies. Like... I, I used to watch Maximum Overdrive religiously. See, I haven't seen it in years. But I've seen Aliens, Short Circuits, The Fly, The Golden Child, Hitcher. I've seen all those oh, maybe geez. a dozen times. And, and like, Tom Cruise is... We all know who Tom Cruise is. But, honestly, Top Gun... He's like, got a need for speed. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah, geez. laughs> Top Gun was, like... It was really... It was a really good movie. It made some money. It made some money. Um, and, uh, but we're not talking about Top Gun. No, we, we're, we're not going we, to talk... Well, we, we won't talk about Top Gun. No. Not yet. Uh, we've got Big Trouble. But, in Little China. But it, it is just weird that almost all the movies that we loved came out in this, the same year. So you can see why some of these other movies didn't perform well against something like Top Gun or even Aliens. Here's some facts we found from IMDb about Big Trouble in Little China. Um, parts of the film were shot in San Francisco. Parts of the film were shot in Chinatown, San Francisco. Fire Station 23, uh, where some scenes were shot. Three different stages on the Fox lot were both were used for the movie. Runtime is an hour and 39 minutes. Around $25 million budget, give or take. 2700211 uh, $2, was the opening weekend. Eleven million in the US and eleven million worldwide. So it only made about twenty two million total. With a budget of about twenty five, it only had about a three million dollar loss. It is it me, or does it seem like um movies are beginning longer and longer and longer? Because like an hour and thirty nine minutes, if you think about it, it doesn't seem like, like it's a long movie. No, it's not that it's I mean it's almost two hours but it uh it made 11 million in the US and 11 million worldwide. So it it made some of its money back. It was just shy of 3 million. That's not, that's not a lot of money. No. Um so like at the time at the time it didn't seem like it was like overly popular. It was not a big hit at right. the time, no, but its fame over the years has grown into some cult uh stardom. Now, I don't know if you have this written in here or not. Um, do you know their score on Rotten Tomatoes as of now? I don't know the score. I didn't put the score in. Seventy seven percent. Seventy seven percent Which I isn't which isn't bad. It's, I think on IMDb it was a seven point three. Which is It's an yeah, average. Average. It's a, yeah. It's, it's a right. pretty good review. Yeah. No, I actually I didn't know so I normally don't look at Rotten Tomatoes. I, I do when... Uh, sometimes Rotten Tomatoes is good, sometimes right. it's bad. It really depends on what they kind of say. But yeah. I thought it was neat you could go to Rotten Tomatoes and actually type in John Carpenter and it pulls up all of There's his movies, movies and, and the it gives the their yeah, ratings for yeah, it, which is cool. Sometimes I agree with Rotten Tomatoes and sometimes I, I disagree with them to the tooth. I've seen awful, terrible movies that they give good such a high rating and then I've seen such great films. With a low rating. With a low rating. It and really depends. What are you doing? So this is the sixth film from John Carpenter in the 80s. So at this point, he was doing a film a year. And through the 80s, he did The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Starman, and Trouble in Little China. Uh, does the movie work, in your opinion? Does it work? Yes. From beginning to end, not talking about, like, things we're going to pick apart about it, but does it work as a whole? Like, if you saw it for the first time the other day, does it work? I think it does. I think it does, too. I think it does. I mean, it's it's hard to answer it because I've seen it so many times. I've seen it a few times, too. And I'm a fan of his work. That's right. Um... Honestly, this is pretty kind of... It's a buddy comedy, I it, thought. It's it's a buddy comedy, and it's a little laid back than most of John Carpenter's work. See, his, most of his it. work has been serious. Because if you, if you look at Big Trouble Little China, um, and it, look at The Thing... They are two different are, beasts. It's like night and day. day. That's right. If you have this, like, you have this, like, real creepy, gritty, dark Nihilistic, almost like uh, right horror movie. That's right. And then you have this somewhat optimistic. It's very colorful. Um, that bright m- colors, bright, bright colors, yeah, bright um, scenery. I, I know that that has to do with like the Chinese culture and stuff, which you know it's very pretty. Yeah, uh, um, stuff like that. But like you have this he went like almost uh i would say supernatural with it when he, it comes there to there were like, lots of supernatural elements to some of the colors and some of the uh decor too the fact that green is a main thing for the film i i wow now that you said that green is in there quite a bit huh green is there in there quite a bit because it's one because of the it's main, the main, it's the theme of the the movie yeah, you, you learn yeah. that throughout that you know the green eyes that's right and then having two girls in the same area with these green, green eyes, eyes is just very, unheard of. Very rare, yeah. Um, where are we? So the first scene really is neat because it sets the mood of the lighting with Egg Shen, uh, who's this tour bus driver. And the lighting on his face and the woman behind him kind of sets up this small image and sets up the character a little bit. The shots are also kind of close up on one another, uh, below the, above the shoulder and the waist. So it's just a very close up shot. The uh, film cuts from over the shoulder, around 55 seconds, and we move back and forth between this early conversation. I thought this early conversation was kind of fast-paced because it set up the whole world, and it also set up uh, what we're going to learn. But the only thing is, we never come back to it. Yeah, you notice that, right? I it's that, too. Yeah, we yeah. never come back to it. Yeah, We notice yeah. that he shows a little bit of magic, a little bit of comedy, and that could be the theme of the whole movie in the first place minute conversation right and uh another thing the the guy that plays egg yeah the grandfather in little ninjas Huh. i don't know if you uh, ever watched little ninjas it's been a while yeah but like w- growing up i i watched of course little ninjas before i watched little, big trouble little china yeah so when i finally watched the movie i, I was like i know i know egg he's, yeah, he's the right. grandfather that's right uh so we have some movie questions First off, one of the biggest questions I have, where do you park an eighteen wheeler at the airport? Right. Where where if you're driving an eighteen wheeler cab and you're <laughs> going into San Francisco <laughs> to an airport, where are you going to park it? Big I mean, it's not a small airport. No. It's a huge. for one, it's a huge airport. But an eighteen Bi- wheeler busy. That's like, right. Very it's during busy. the day. I've gone to airports. Yeah, me too. In a car And I feel like... Not knowing where to park. That's right. The, the uh like... Or if you drop off a shuttle car and you have to go from location A to location D, but you have to walk three miles between cars. But it just seems like they were able to literally park and walk in. That's right. You can't park in a a freaking Big Mac truck just outside of an airport and just... I mean, maybe in the 80s you could. And just stroll in. Well... Maybe, but it doesn't seem logical. Does no, it that? doesn't seem logical at all. Because then, like, when they go in and then the whole scene happens, yeah. you know, the the gang members ends up taking the guy's fiance, right? Malwin, I believe. Then they run out and they're in the truck. They literally yeah. walk, run through the doors, and the truck is there. <laughs> no, they gotta go through the basement first. Oh, yeah, that's right. They go through the, the basement. Ba- See, that's where, that's where it's messed up. Because it's, it's like they, it looks like they parked it out front, and then all of a sudden now it have parts. to come back around. Right. That's a little weird. So here's another one for you. We get the uh, setup of the interview, but we never see how it ends. We kind of just hear that the uh, interview in the first two minutes keeps going on. How do you think it ends? I don't know. The interview is a little weird too because they. It's a little it has a little bit of exposition, he, but it's not a lot. Because he's like ask. Asking all these questions about Jack, know, Jack Burton, yeah, and how like this part of the city went up in like green smoke and blah 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 blah. But, but they don't charge him but, with anything. But the either. thing is, when you're watching all the way through the movie and you get through the end, there was no cops, no. there was no investigation. No. So, so like, why, why is there a beginning interview with a lawyer and egg? Do you think that the lawyer is working for Lopan? Maybe, but he doesn't mention it. He doesn't mention it. Like, like, where does the lawyer? Where does that one scene fit in? Like, I, I mean, I, I get I, it. You're I, trying to set up some exposition. So You're trying to set up the characters I, I a little bit. You, but... I think you, I think you kind of nailed it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, before when you said maybe it was just showing the fact that this movie's going to have like magic in it. That's right. Uh, type of thing because that's really. That's all you get out of it. It's just a little like, bit of magic. Like, all of a sudden he shows, like, the lightning, lightning yeah, through his, his fingers. And the lawyer's like, oh. And then he's like, let me tell you a story. So that's the, that's like he the pretty movie, mu- he basically. pretty much, like, cracked a beer. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. I got something to show you over here. Um, here's another one. So when Jack's talking to the, the people on the CB and the Porkchop Express, who's he talking to? And why don't they talk back? So, or or, is he talking to the audience, giving the audience inside into who Jack Burton is, through what he's saying and how he's saying it? I'm I'm thinking it's really directed towards the audience. Yeah. Um, because you see him eat a sandwich while he's talking. Right. I mean, it, it's it has to be because you would think that. If it wasn't, like, directed towards the audience, at least they'd throw in some sort of banter. Maybe a guy would be, like, laughing yeah. or, you know, oh, I agree with that 100%. You know, something. There would be, like, there, some there sort was of banter. There's no banter. He was there's like no, he banter. Was a, no, there's no banter at all. He's like he's having a one-way conversation to anyone who's willing to listen. Right. There it, could be someone, some kid on CB radio just listening it, to him. It's almost like he's he's acting like Deadpool. He knows he's in a movie. So yeah. he's talking to the audience. It's very like meta commentary almost. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, instead of like looking right into the audience and be like, hey, this is what's up, he's, he's just, just using the radio. CB. Talk, yeah. yeah. That's probably what it is. Uh, what about his accent? It's a little over the top sometimes. It, have you noticed his accent like comes and goes? I do. I notice he's trying to be like a Western guy. Like, he's trying to be a cowboy. He's trying. Right. But it, he's laying it on too thick at some points. Uh huh. Other points, it's kind of funny, or, okay, you can go along with it. But he's laying it like it's molasses. You don't need molasses. We get it, Kurt Russell. You're good. Right. Like, dude, just you do you. Like, Kurt Russell is a great actor. He really is. Like, it's. It's hard to find a movie of his that he's acted in that I don't like. I mean, he does it all from like action and being serious. Yeah. Like his range is very different. It, it spreads across many different years. He was even a kid in Disney movies. Right. Um, God, I can't, I can't figure it out right now. Like I, I know it too. Yeah. But yeah, you'll have to look it up. Like he, he was, you know, a child actor. I mean, one of my favorite comedy movies he's in. I like the movie Captain Ron. That's a, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he has the patch. He has the he patch, w- and it moves. moves. <laughs> yeah, he was good in that. Overboard, Overboard's fantastic. That's, that's a great one too. You know, so there's probably a good string of movies where he's doing nothing but the hits. Yeah, so I mean, for like a long time. I don't know if it was because this is one of his earlier films. Where he was, he worked with Carpenter before on the thing, right? Yeah. So, and and escaped to New York. That's right. Because they all came, like all these came out in the same year, right? Right around right, the same right, time, right, right a couple around, of years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, if you think about it, he could have filmed all these movies back to back to back to back. That's right, type of thing. But I mean, God, he's getting the work. He doesn't real. He doesn't have to overact. And I think that's what he's learned over the years. Over the years, because now he. He just, he does himself. So towards the end of the movie, they drink this magic thing. (laughs) Yeah. Is it a placebo because we never see the magic actually work? Or is it just kind of like, just do this. We're not going to explain shit. I think it's a placebo. I think it was just something to amp up the other two guys. It was like tea? Yeah. I thought it was like tea. Yeah. He probably made it taste a little different. Yeah. Just so they think they were drinking something different, but yeah. I believe that it, it, was, was, it was, was a placebo. Deep. Yeah. So, okay, here's another one for you. Two thousand years, this guy can't find a girl with green eyes in two thousand years. Nowadays he could just Google it and find it on an app. But it takes him two thousand years to find one, and then when he gets two, he gets greedy about it. <laughs> I know. He's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I can have one. And now that there's two Oh shit! Now I'm really into it. Did you ever notice that when when he is wheeling himself out in the wheelchair? Yeah, he looks like um like Splinter from Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like he looks like the rat being wheeled out. Yeah, but you're right. How did he not find some a girl with green eyes? He He said he found a couple, but how has it been so long? Like how far is he looking? Is he going around the block? Oh, I haven't seen a girl in two thousand years around this block. Go to the next block. Right. Go to the next town, you idiot. Yeah. Like how Move. far is he looking? Move on. Is there an ad in the newspaper, girl with green eyes wanted? Is that where he's going with it? No. No. Well, I mean, if you think about it, all he had to do like when it got when it got to the point where he couldn't find one and all of a sudden now he found two. but like now newspapers are a thing. Yeah. Put in an ad. That's right. Like you've got money. You imagine You're it, rich. Imagine if it's nowadays, oh I can't find a girl with green eyes. You're right. All you have to do is like fucking Google it. That's right. Put an ad in Craigslist. That's right. Like, you could do that, yeah. <laughs> so do okay, here's another one for you. Do the three gods that uh represent Lopan in multiple forms or are they separate or are they the same? I think the gods are are separate from him. Okay. I think they I think they work for them, and they each represent some Mystical part of, element, or of element. right? So the the opening, uh, when they're um, at the airport, there's three guys. Are those three thugs the same three gods? Or are they three thugs and then three separate gods? I think they're three thugs and then three separate gods. Because my theory is that they could have been the three gods so they didn't mess up that's true but the thing is Because they can be any what, form that they wanted what to i'm thinking is if if the if it was the gods they would have they wouldn't have cared if people were around they would have used their powers to get the girl anyways yeah um so i think the thugs were the thugs were hired thugs that worked for this lopan but i think they were separate from the gods i think pretty much like lopan like summoned the gods to hey like dude, I finally got this girl with green eyes. Like, you need to now... Because it wasn't until after they captured this girl where the gods came. And I think that's when Lopan was like, hey, I now got this girl. You need to come, like, help Help me me out. What the hell is the creature thing in the dungeon? It's never really explained. No, you see it there, and then you see it at the end. That's right. They don't know what it it is. That is it. There's no, like... Is it a werewolf? Is it like a demon thing? What the hell is it? There's it, no like explanation. It's, it's like, just it's like a jump scare. And then you're like gone. It's just like that giant ball with all the eyes around. it. Yeah. What the hell is that? It just appeared. Yeah. And it was in, I don't know, like four scenes. Yeah. Maybe? It, was, it wasn't in that many scenes, but it was there and it was <sighs> like, what the hell am I, am I looking at that? The thing is, it, like it doesn't have any, any legs or anything, but all of a sudden it just floats. It's, it's like in front of them. Like, how did you not see this giant ball like pop up next to you, and it's staring at them, and they stare back at it, and okay. then all of a sudden it gives away their position. So don't they throw something at it at one he point? He stabs it in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it—it it just appeared, just like that creature in the dungeon. Like, what they just, the hell is that? They kind of he, he kind of like threw these creatures in, but no explanation. That's right. Um, uh, when Lopan is trying to marry both of them it's dragging on a little why isn't he just do it he's got both of them in his possession why can't he just marry them faster so <laughs> this is <laughs> it, it ha this is what i'm taking from it it has to deal with the bad guy monologue yeah. you know what i mean yeah every single movie no matter what it is the bad guy always manages to prolong what it is yeah in order and what it does is it helps the good guy to win. Yeah. The only exception to this is Thanos. Yeah. Because as soon as Thanos got all the things, he snapped that finger. He ain't fucking around. He wasn't fucking around. No. But all the other bad guys everywhere. Yeah. Like... So he had, both, he had one girl with green eyes for a little bit. And then he, spoilers, gets a secondary girl with green eyes. Why wouldn't he just marry both of them right away and be like, I'm done with it. Let's do it. Well, that's what I would think. Like, let, let's do this. Yeah. Because, it, see, you're right. The wet, the whole wedding, like, was going just way too slow. Way too slow. I, I would have just, hey, I need to get this done and over with because I... I here's the other thing. If he was doing this to become mortal. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to stay immortal? immortal? Well, if you're a ghost and you don't have, a, a, like, a body, I guess... Well, I guess the whole the whole premise of it, too, was to first become mortal to praise an empire, uh, an emperor and a dead one. Yeah. And then he to had get to... get your powers And uh-huh. then he had to kill the girl yeah. to appease a god. He had yeah. to do, like, both type of things. So here's another one for you. He goes from being monogamous to only want to marry one girl to marry, want to marry two right off the bat. Yeah. He doesn't screw around. He's like, okay, I got two cookies in the cookie jar. I'm going to eat them both. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, no, that's what he does. That's he, what he, he does. He's like, wait, that's an option? I can have both cookies? That's the thing. Like, he he really goes from there. I, I think... I think that's, uh... That's what his... Like, he wanted to double up. Yeah. he He has the opportunity to to now have both you might as well go for it. Yeah. Okay, here's another one for you. Uh the fact that our heroes have to leave the place only to go back in. Right? What do you think about that? Do you think it's fine? Do you think they you know, <laughs> So they leave it in the first half just to go back in the second half to do it all over again. So they have to basically do it twice. I think what they had to really do was, like, kind of uh, um, come together and get organized. So it's like, okay, hey, we can't do this by ourselves. So they leave, and then they figure out, okay, we kind of can do it by ourselves, but we just need a few extra hands. And that's when that other gang comes in and helps out, and Egg comes in, and, and stuff like that. So I think that's what it is. It's like, We need more help type of thing. So here's one more. Uh, Here's another eerie question. How do you get a permit for a portal portal dimension in your house? Like, do you go to the city board or do you be like, (laughs) hey, I need a portal in my house from my dimension to another dimension? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you just get a builder. Like you find the right contractor, it will do anything for money. Any anything for money? For, so to so a devil demon portal, you're gonna have a slide in your home, basically. Right. <laughs> do, you, I bet, do you pay taxes on the demon portal or what? I could just picture, picture a contractor that, like, I could picture like getting a quote. Chris Farley as the contractor. Yeah. Just standing there going, No, so you want a a demon portal? <laughs> You want uh, a sliding pole too? They want, yeah, you you know what So you, want grease Bro, you wanna go from here to, to here. here. <laughs> How long has the portal been there? Well that's the and thing, why like, didn't Lopan know about the portal? Here here's my other question. Yeah. Okay, he's been he's been on on Earth well, he's been two thousand years, right? Yeah. Two thousand years. The United States hasn't been here right. for right. two hundred, two thousand years. Why did he choose San Francisco instead of China? It was closer. Wow. Like th- you know, that's my other thing. Well, so maybe like, maybe he could make more money in America than he could China because they did mention that. Oh yeah, he had he a was, front. He had, had, yeah yeah a, a, a business. A I did of, yeah, couple, I of business, about that. A couple of businesses. A couple businesses. Yeah. So. Maybe when he came to the United States, he put this portal in. Like that yeah. was his whole thing. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Lopan. I'm talking about X Shen, His portal. Oh, his portal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows where that came from? Yeah, like, that portal with the slides, That's what I was talking about. Yeah, I told. I forgot about. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like really? Like, how do you get it? <laughs> um. What about the creature that was in the tunnel? They see for a second, and then uh, he tells Jack, "Don't worry about it." It's like, damn it, and then walks off. Yeah. What the hell is that? There's so many of these, like, creatures that randomly would just, like, pop up and... Do you think Carpenter was busting the budget on the creatures? I'm... Do you think all the creatures were necessary, though? Because you have the low pan stuff, too. I don't think the the creatures were necessary. But I do think, because Carpenter is such a monster guy, I think I think his mindset was, well, I can't do a movie without a monster. Like, I can't have, I can't go on without having at least, like, one or two in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, if there was a monster you'd want to cut, which one would be? Shit. I mean, after watching the movie. Yeah. Which like, one would which, which like you Like, here's the thing. The monsters don't make sense, but they're cool looking. They're cool looking, right. All right. The one that I would say to cut would be the one they randomly just saw and said, not worry about it. The one that's in the tunnel? like it's in the yeah tunnel. you could you cut, you, cut you, that cut, one. you could cut it right out and still cut, it would cut make that sense one. I like that that werewolf thing is there is there. they pay off in the ending right right yeah because yeah. it kind of sets up up to maybe them being a sequel or something so yeah. like it you could, never know right you never know so that one's okay even though I don't know where this freaking ball of eyeballs came from yeah like that's just floating around still some shit. still it's like for the time that creep the the work that probably went into making that little creature, it was very well done. Yeah, it so was. I mean, you have to love the amount See, of work. It was probably some mo- early on CG. It could have been early on CG, or it could just be really good puppetry. It could have been good puppetry, or it could have been uh, like real animatronics, or like real plastics, right, yeah. or things like that too. That they kind of cut around to. Mm-hmm. Would you eat a a fish body off a of- after someone bit off the uh, fish head, oh, when he, when the guy like ripped off the, with his mouth and then yeah. offered it to him, yeah, wow. no, you don't well, like the fish bodies. Well, the thing is, I'm not a big fish person, anyways. You don't like it sushi? I do. That that's the thing. It's certain fish. Yeah, like sushi's good. I like sushi. I'll eat tuna fish stuff like that. But so if someone like, bit off some tuna, I, ha- a, it, a tuna head for you, and then gave you the tuna, something about seeing, like, <laughs> Putting a face on something I'm going to eat, like, it's kind of a turn-off. Like, you eat turkey, don't you? Beef? beef? Yeah, I eat that stuff, but Pork. I'm not looking at the face. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just eat it in front of them? Oh, yeah, you're so good. it's So, gets, like, I'm your not, like, I, I will consume fish here and there, but I, there's something about, like, if someone bit off a head of a fish, and yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, you want some?" The fish kind of looked like Jello, didn't it? It did. It had, it had a, little a little floppiness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. an unnatural floppiness. floppiness to it. Yeah, like it was like put in a mold, yeah, and then taken out. It was like gelatinized almost. Yeah, yeah, like a giant gummy bear That's or a Swedish it like fish. fish. Yeah. yeah. Um, some scene mentions we like. I like the opening scene because it was just fast paced. Um, the Golden Gate Bridge shot is nice. It's pretty quick. Green Eyes. We said that earlier, but it's a setup and it pays off. The, the, the movie was very... The movie's very pretty. Yeah. It it's does a, have a lot of nice colors yes. and it's very pretty. Um, the Thugs pick up... Uh, yep, talked about that. When they save Margot and the guys are fighting on the bridge, it's... Uh, it's like action and comedy mixed in. It's uh like one part action and then it'll cut to comedy and then one part action. I like I really like that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dirty Harry gun scene. <laughs> I know uh, that was funny when he, when he pulls it out. Harry, you want to be like than he is. you want to be like Dirty Harry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what would your favorite scene be? I got some mentions here. <sighs> so. I love any of the martial art scenes. I mean, I think they're very well choreographed. Um, I love the fact that, you know, these guys remind me of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. You know, you, was... you look like you got Raiden. That's right. And stuff like that. Sub-Zero in there or something. I think their, their hats are like over the top. You know, they like, they come like, what's weird is. When you see them come down, their their hats actually go past their shoulders. So I got something on that. So they wear the hats for half of it, and they don't wear hats for the other half? What, right. All what of a sudden, is- they, they come and they have these hats that go past their shoulders, and you can barely see their face. And it's like they're trying to keep their identity like quiet. To, you're right. All of a sudden, the, hats, no, the, the hats, hats are gone. gone. Yeah. They're in nice suits, and they don't give a shit who sees them. The other, uh, a favorite scene I have is the gambling scene early on where they're at the table. Yes. See, double or nothing, double or nothing. That's a great scene. I like how fast paced it is. And it goes from comedy to kind of actiony drama to back to comedy. Like it's bouncing back and forth a little bit. You don't know whose scene it's going to be about, but you know, something's going to happen. Do you think that bottle was really shot at him and he actually caught it? Probably. I think it was, uh, like a fake fake glass right like uh sugar glass sugar glass yeah. yes and i think what they could have done is just use the air gun yeah and a shot, a a shot, shot it shot it out and yeah yeah i wonder how many takes it took because toby mcguire in yeah. uh the first Sp- first spider-man, first Spider-Man yeah. the uh the tray scene. yeah it took him i think 120 something takes to get but right. there was no cgi no wiring or nothing he literally had to get the thing knocked up catch the tray, and then catch all the product on it yeah. neatly. So I would say maybe a couple of times, because they might have had it on a string, too, or something. Because the way he catches it... if It, it was went, like perfect! Just yeah, that's right. So maybe they sped up the footage, too? Oh, didn't even think of that. They because they used to do that all the time, especially with, like, car chases. Yeah, and, they would speed it up a little bit, so it makes it look hyper-realistic than what it really is. Yeah. Um... Uh, Bottle scene, yeah, I like how the bottle doesn't even get cut at all. Uh, yeah, they... and then he was like really disappointed. Man, it works at home. Yeah, <laughs> the, the airport scene is hilarious. Yep, they don't know who has the upper hand. Jack thinks he has the upper hand, but he really doesn't. And if your if your Mack truck was so goddamn important to you, why, why park it in <laughs> the middle of a goddamn street in the middle <laughs> of nowhere? Oh, just stay in the truck. Well, the other thing is, he's taking this Mack truck down like some of the smallest alleyways I've ever seen. You can tell it's and then a set he, though. And then he like gets pissed off because he lost his truck. Well, you should have parked it outside and then walked in. So, what about the first time we see Lopan as a beggar when he drives in? See, I I like that. I like that little little setup. Little setup. Yeah. I like movies that do that where they actually hide the character, hide the little setups. Yeah. In each thing that was kind of neat too. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of little setups like that. Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite Kung Fu scene? I I would say it's the one in the middle where they're driving into the park, into the uh, little living, the little small town, whatever, apartment or little alley, and then that fight just breaks right out. Um, One of mine is, uh, it's later in the movie, uh, um, Jack's friend there, uh, I believe he's fighting, Lightning, yeah, or thunder, I can't remember maybe it's thunder he was fighting, I like is it, is it the gassy guy, yes, the gassy guy, so he's fighting the gassy guy, yeah, and you know i like I like the fight styles between the two, yeah and stuff like that before he blows up, <laughs> I, I yeah, I thought all the fights were a little bit over the top at some point um what was what was one of your favorite quotes, like favorite lines in the movie? double or nothing or uh call the president my mine is uh have you paid your dues jack yes sir the checks in the mail that's a good one too i I like that one too i love that one uh the exploding man too is another funny scene so here's the thing about that why why again that's why is it necessary (laughs) i thought it was just funny i thought it was funny too but it's like like the creatures why do you need all the creatures because it, it just seems like, oh, this guy was just really pissed off, so he decides just to blow himself up. Uh, yeah. Now, do you think, okay, would you have taken out the creatures the exploding man if you could take out one of them and have this movie still work? Can I take out one creature? Yes, you could take out one creature or the exploding man. Okay, so I would take out the ball of eyes. The ball of eyes. Right. Okay. So the ball of eyes, he doesn't need to be there. No? He doesn't need to be there. The Exploding Man, I agree with it 100%. It's just funny. It is just funny, but and, it may not need to be there. Then. And here's the thing my wife doesn't like movies like we do. Right. Yeah. Now, she has never seen A Big Trouble in China. Yeah. And when she walked in, it was that scene. Yeah. Okay. She walked in, she the sat. The Exploding? Right. She walked in, she sat down, was watching the movie, and she's like, What are you watching? I explained to her the whole thing. Yeah. And then he just randomly explodes and I've laughed and she's like, what is wrong with you? That's not even funny. I it's like, it, it is, it it is kind funny. Of, he looks like he's a big fart just about to bow. Right. Go. Because at first you're like, okay, is he going to shoot some sort of power out of him yeah. and like take him out? No, he's just going to blow, blow up. up. I wish there were more guts actually. So it was sound, like know. scanners, <laughs> like the opening scene of scanners when the head just explodes. Just yeah. imagine if, Kurt Russell's just standing there, and he's covered in orifices (laughs) and body parts. (laughs) He's, like, wiping it off his cheek and everything. Like uh, uh, Tremors. Yeah. When they blow up one of the Tremors, they have to, like, then pick it all up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, The Exposition Dump is one of my least favorite scenes. Um, When you have Margo kind of going over everything. I don't really like that scene too much. The Wing-Chong exchange could have been gone by a little faster. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when they first go to Egg Shen's house, it's kind of like, Here's some cool stuff. We won't really touch it or use it, but here it is. See, I mean I think they could've gotten more into Egg Shen's mystical things that could have helped them. Because the flask is so, the uh, placebo tea. That's why I'm thinking this movie was almost like a it could have been like a precursor to other things. Like yeah. you could have done like he could have done a whole movie on Eggshen's life, Eggshen's life, like what he did, why. Um, think of the the remake to the Mummy. Yeah. Okay, it was it, more of an action movie than a horror movie, right? Like, in a way, my my favorite part of that one is the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. That's a good scene. Thing where they're walking through, and you see all this stuff that he's collected the whole time. Like to me, those small little moments in these movies. Mm-hmm. I love those small little moments. I kind of they wish seem... they were expanded upon it right, a little bit more. Right, expand them because yeah. they seem like they're wasted. That's right. Because, like, I agree with you 100%. You have, you walk into his little shop and you have, you supposedly have all these resources. That's right. And he pulls out, like, a dirty, a flask, a flask and a dirty, hairy gun. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> something, they could have expanded that just a little right. bit more. Uh, when the, Okay, here's one for you least favorite scene when the group is going through the tunnel egg first egg shan and jack are towards the front of the group Mm -hmm. and then it seems like as the conversation keeps going jack is at the back how does that happen if it's a one-way tunnel you're right you're right right. yeah how does that happen yeah uh here's another one for you the um okay so when they're in the pool and they're Mm -hmm. swimming right The gunshots are coming down from the left. Shooting down in the opposite direction. (laughs) The opposite direction, yeah. Really? Yeah, they they screwed up there. Yeah. Um, Least favorite scene? I'd say the ending. For me. Because he he doesn't get the girl. In a way. I know. The sexual chemistry is there. It's like a meaty sandwich, but then you bite into it. It's a vegan sandwich. It's so there. It's so there. You think he's just... You think at first he's going to give up the life of being a truck driver yeah. and stay with her. And yeah. After this adventure they had and all this kisses and all the chemistry right. is really built up. And then all of a sudden just like, yeah, yep. bye. See you. I'll I'll see you next time. Maybe um, like I have fun. It, Did he just find her too annoying towards the end? What do you I think? Th- why do you think he didn't choose her? Here, here's a theory. Yeah. What if his character's gay? It could be. I mean, they don't really—they don't really hit on it. I, I'm just saying because she's well, he did. She's he, so she's so pretty. She's he, like he, so he, beautiful. He, he did like the girls in the house though. When he's right? taking off yeah, the tie, that's when true. When he's being like the silly like midwestern. Yeah. Hi, but it's hi just, ma'am. How's it going? Uh, maybe, maybe it's just the whole like his whole Lone Ranger persona he puts on. That makes on. sense too. I mean, yeah, that, that could be. But yeah, I didn't even think about the little brothel he walks into yeah, and he's yeah. like checking out all the girls. Yeah, and that's stuff. right. He's getting like nervous, taking off the tie, right? He's, like, peeking over here, peeking over there. But I mean, honestly, if I was him, I would have chose the girl. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. it would have been. Yeah. Uh, we talked about some favorite quotes already. Better Call the President. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better. yeah. Uh, you're not brought up on this world to get it. Yeah. That's a good little... Quote. Only only a dream can kill a dream. That's right. That's another good one. Yeah. Uh, so the movie's plot is a little over the top, but I think it really weaves together well. Um, a lot of setups that are paid off, like the green eyes or the, the use of number threes. So you have three gangsters that pick up the girl you have three gods yep and then you have three people Wayne you have Jack Burton and Egg Shen all have to come together towards the end so mm-hmm. there's a set of threes that's uh throughout the whole film yeah I, I didn't even notice that yeah yeah now that you said that yeah it's the it's the entire it's the entire entirety of it yeah so i wonder if that was part of numerology or part of some sort of yeah i wonder if there's Chinese some sort of like thing. secret behind that yeah um, I think it's a classic in its own right because it showcases a different side of Carpenter that we don't typically see. The buddy cop movie with hints of magic all rolled in. It seemed like this thing wanted to be one thing, but it was actually a, a couple different things mixed in. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. If you think about it, John Carpenter uses Kurt Russell like... Um, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. Yeah, he use them a lot. Y- you know what I mean. They must have a really good working relationship. Oh, it must. Um, but you know, like we said before, you, you seeing seeing this movie, you know, something he'd done in his early days, and then like seeing him now, you can see how, just how vast, how how much of a range, he has. He, he has for these characters. Um, you know when. When you can actually, you can take the actor and only see the character. That's when you're known to get in, a character. Right. I mean, Johnny Depp is another one where he's almost like a chameleon. He submerges he, himself he into look, each film. He even looks, I mean, I know makeup's involved and stuff, yep. but he looks like a totally different person well, when he does some of these movies. These mannerisms and things like well, that, that it, too. And even Kurt Russell in this one, he doesn't look like i mean he sounds like kurt russell obviously but the actions of what he's doing Mm -hmm. is kind of really funny it's over the top but it's good kind of over the top it's not like the bad over the over the top Mm -hmm. so it really works but i yeah i love i love this film i love what he does and the thing is with this there's a lot of movies out there that i love that sometimes i just throw on for uh like background noise and stuff I do pay attention to it here and there, but I'm not really watching it type of thing. With this one, I end up like... You can watch the whole thing. Right. I end up just turning it on, thinking I'm going to just put it on for background noise, and then watching the entire movie. So one thing about this movie is, I never remember seeing it on cable growing up. No. Now that you said that, I never, like, re- never on like TNT or TBS or any or... of these, any of these other cable shows that play a lot of these movies or anything. I never remember seeing it on any sort of no. Like when there's when no squares when I first saw this. Oh, what was the rating on this movie? I'm not sure. Why don't, we, why don't we look that up real quick on the um, rating. So I would say PG to PG 13. When um, there's no violence, there's no sexuality, there's, there's, there's no n- drug use. So why wouldn't it be on cable? So, like when I first saw this movie, um, friends of mine, like me and my friends, would get together. We'd literally go to when we had these, yeah, the local movie store. That's right. Local and movie store. We would rent like an armful of movies, and I remember the days when you could do three for five, right? You know, three stuff, days for five bucks, stuff like that. And we'd do like a a whole like movie night and stay up all night and watch it. And one of the movies was this movie. Um, and, like, th- that was, that was the thing. That's when I saw it. You're right. I never saw it on cable. No. And the movie is rated PG-13. Yeah. See, for, for what though? There's not really, there's not a lot of violence. There's not a lot of swearing. There's no, there's well, a couple of, there's a couple of moments where it gets thing. a little wasn't, weird. Wasn't PG-13 back in the day a little bit different than now? so don't you think about it like so pg-13 you can get away with uh like harming kind of guys and women in general r is anyone can be killed right so there's light violence in pg-13 hard r is everyone's dying pg is maybe there's some so mild i was, mild so shouldn't, have, shouldn't have, like end game been rated R. It could have been rated R. If you yeah. think about it, yeah, because like they they pushed that PG thirty years ago, they'd be pushing the PG thirteen, right, right on that limit. Yeah, because like children die, <laughs> like everyone dies. He just yeah. snapped his finger. Yeah. So yeah, I mean PG thirteen, um, but I I don't remember but, seeing I mean, on cable or TV. And, no, oh, yeah, you just you screened. never you never did, and I don't think it's on streaming. Have you seen it on streaming? Um, I have not come across it no 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 i have not come across See, that's it. that's a weird one why is not it on streaming and then why is it on tv and cable it's not like i'll, it... have, I'll have to look yeah because maybe you actually have to type it in yeah but, but i'm saying I like mean, if you're opening the menu on the streaming services it's, it's not like in the top right it's it was a that... 20th century fox movie too so maybe at one point it will come to disney or hulu I would think so. I would think they'd push it through. The, it's I, on the back. Catalog. I would hope so. It's on the I back mean, catalog, though. It really doesn't matter to me because I own it. Yeah, but, I, I, yeah. But you're right. You know, all the years this movie's been out. The other thing is, escape from New York or L.A. See, though I know uh, one of them's on streaming. I think it's on Amazon. I think L.A. is. Yes, but New, New York, York is, is not like you can't. It's hard find to find it. too. And I went to digitally download it the other day on uh on like my Xbox. Yeah. It wouldn't let me. Wouldn't let only you. let me rent it. That's weird. So I might have to do it through my Amazon account. And see if yeah. I can like buy but it that's on weird, Amazon. Though. But I thought it was weird that Microsoft only lets you rent you But think... it's the same it's the same thing. Like were were his movies was Carpenter's movies considered so like out there? out there that they, that's why they didn't put it on TV. But you see, the thing though is, played a lot on TV. And Halloween, obviously, around Halloween time, is blasted up the kazoo. I I know they play the first two Halloweens, and then you get into five, and then it's not it's a real crapshoot. But they do play a couple of Carpenter movies. So I'm wondering why they never play Big Trouble in Little China. I I don't know. I maybe because Halloween was such a hit. Well, this was made after Halloween. Right, but what I'm thinking is if, if Halloween made more in like the box office, right? It did, and then you go to years later, you decide to put it on TV, and other companies they buy ad space. Yeah, right. Yeah. So when they see Halloween being put on, they buy all this ad space around it
1: because that so
0: people are gonna watch it. People are gonna watch it. So. Now that movie is making money on TV That's for right. people. Yeah. So I'm wondering if with Big Trouble Little China, maybe it was mentioned to put it on there. And a lot of the people at the time were like, well, like maybe they couldn't get enough sponsorship around the movie for well, commercials. Now that you think about it, Halloween was more of an independent film for Carpenter. Big Trouble and Little China was a studio film. See that too. Right. That's yeah. a big difference. That's a big difference. So it was almost double or triple the budget for Big Trouble in Little China than for Halloween. Mm-hmm. So you'd think with a bigger budget, a bigger cast, a bigger overall production design, that it would really make a big difference. But there's that say about the man, too? He yeah. literally took he literally took a, mo- a movie like Halloween, yeah, where there's nothing to it. There's ri- there's not a lot of money involved. There's not right. a lot of cast involved. It's very little. There's a few characters, and he made I mean, it work. And you have the, the Scream Queen herself. She's her, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Fuck it. Does excellent. Love yeah. her. Yeah. Um, I hope you listen. <laughs> uh, you just, you have her, which... How many movies... Was this her first? Was Halloween her first? I think so. It was her first movie. 77, so, 78. So yeah. You, you sit there and you like you're you're playing this game of i don't know if this is going to work because i have a no-name girl the entire movie's dark because it's pretty much set at night yeah and then you made money that's right and then you look at this movie it didn't where make as much didn't make as much and it's very colorful i love how it's filmed i don't think it broke even the, the banter between um the cast is there yeah and stuff like that and it just didn't go anywhere no no, like, like we they, found the reviews earlier too and it just seemed like it was a it was yeah. wasn't great but it wasn't good, it was in the middle. I mean, like the score now on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. is is the now score. Yeah. Because this is a cult classic everybody watches this. Movie. That's right. Yeah. Um I I know when when I was watching the movie the other day, I posted on Facebook that I was watching the movie. Yeah. And like my dad instantly called me and he goes Dude, that's like my favorite movie. Like I can't believe you're watching it. I said, Well, yeah, you yeah. used to watch it all the time. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. It's like, a generational thing. I'm sure you'll watch it with your kids too once they get a little older and watch it, you know. Yeah, I mean eight, uh my oldest sat there and watched a bit of it. I mean, yeah. he wasn't like too into it, it or, or whatever, yeah. but I think once he really understands and um gets to respect film yeah like the way like we kinda do. Yeah. Um, because when I'm watching a movie, I'm not, I'm not watching just the movie. I'm, I'm looking at like, how I, I pick movies apart. It's I, why, it's like, why, I like, I like how it's filmed. Them. Yeah. Um, I even look at the edits. That's like bad. there's movies that I totally hate. Yeah. But I love how it's filmed. Yeah. I don't like the story. I don't like what's going on, but it's so beautiful. That's right. It's well and you, shot. And you can respect that's like, right. what they yeah. did. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of respect for John Carpenter and how he films movies and just he, him as a composer too is he, just amazing. I know. And he he's... can just great so there's an album too, that's just all of his composure, all of his composing stuff on Really? I'll yeah. have to it's all vinyl. It's on vinyl? Yeah. Ooh. I might have to purchase that. Yeah. Because I, I'd love it. I think it's all of his scores from all the various movies all on a single vinyl. I'm not sure, but I think it's all on a single vinyl. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll have to definitely look yeah. at that. Yeah. So, this is our take on on little little trouble. Sorry, little, big, little trouble, little trouble, little big, trouble in big, big China. Big, yeah, big trouble in little China. Yeah. Um. Well, I hope you guys like this series. Uh, this is again, this is something that it's also uh, a new series for us. So we're still kind of figuring out how we want to format this series. But right. if you do like it, let us know, or don't let us know, and uh, we'll see what we can figure out from there. But yeah, next time what we'll what we'll do is maybe a week before we do the next episode, I will post um actually I'll say it now. Uh the next movie we're going to do is The Thing. Uh we're going to keep with the John Carpenter theme for a minute. I think we're going to do four of his films in total. Yeah. Um so the thing is next. So if you guys want to watch it, maybe send us your review. Yeah, or um, what you think of it or what, what your favorite scenes are from The Thing. If you have any theories, because I know with the thing, there's a lot of theories that go around, right. especially the ending. So we want to hear what you think the ending means. So so definitely, uh, all of our stuff is going to be located in the show notes, all of our sh- social media. Um, our uh, Facebook is Captivated Minds. Our Instagram is Minds Captivated. And our email is Captivated Minds 2 at gmail.com. Captivated Minds, the number 2 at gmail.com. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.